0: A person can have faith and have hope regardless of what they go through. All our hope is in Jesus, you know. There's hope that he gives you that we're all created with a soul. We're created with something that lasts for eternity. You know, there's there's a way to have the Spirit of God come in and unite in marriage with that soul. And it takes over your whole life.
1: Welcome to the Christian Music Archive podcast, conversations about Christ, community, and music. I'm your host, Dave Maurer. My conversation today is with Dennis Agajanian. Now, I first met Dennis when I was in college, and he performed at a youth camp where I was on staff. I remember him as a larger-than-life, charismatic performer who played a mean guitar. And in the years since then, I've seen Dennis on stage with Billy Graham, at Harvest Crusades, and I even saw him on the popular 80s ABC television show, That's Incredible, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But talking with Dennis, you are quick to learn that he has a passion for sharing the gospel. Even now in his 70s, Dennis will tell anyone who will listen about the love and salvation offered by Jesus. But before we jump into our chat, I want to invite you to join the Christian Music Archive prayer team. On every episode, you hear me ask the artists how we can pray for them specifically that week. I am a huge believer in the power of prayer, not just because the Bible tells us to pray, but because I've seen the power of prayer firsthand in my own life. Every Saturday, I send out a prayer email highlighting seven artists that I'm encouraging you to pray for. Some of these requests come directly from the artists, and other requests are related to the specific concert or ministry events that they are involved in my goal is to have hundreds and thousands of prayer warriors covering christian artists with prayer every day and i'd like you to join just head over to my website christianmusicarchive.com and click the prayer link at the top menu there you'll see the featured prayer request for the day And on the right-hand side of the page, you can sign up to receive the free weekly Christian Music Archive prayer letter. There is no obligation. We just want to follow the biblical mandate to never stop praying. Thanks in advance for joining the prayer team. Okay, so now won't you join me in welcoming Dennis Agajanian to the Christian Music Archive podcast?
0: Yeah, I'm excited, sir. How have you been doing?
1: I've been doing great. So good to talk to you again. Thank you. Well, like a lot of musicians, and I did a little bit of research, uh, that you started playing music as a kid, and and I read somewhere that you were a trumpet player, which uh, automatically gives you some bonus points with me, because I've been playing trumpet for <laughs> decades now. So uh, was that your start in music uh, as a trumpet player? And
0: Yeah, I was nine years old, and I was uh, playing trumpet, and I, I learned, you know, intervals, and and learned to transpose and really enjoyed the trumpet, you know. And then at the age of 15, I started playing guitar. And I just, you know, I've always loved the guitar and uh, I taught myself. And it's been a real honor to, to be able to not just play it, but use it in ministry, you know. Yeah. And so that's something I've always wanted to do and I'm happy to do.
1: You started as a young, like I said, you said like you said, fifteen. when did it quit being a hobby, and when did you start doing something bigger with it?
0: well, I was when I was playing at fifteen later on, I got invited to play different different places uh, you know the the troubadour and some of these big places with the birds and the eagles, a lot of people started. Hmm. and I remember meeting some of them before they even got in a band you know
1: yeah
0: one guy set up along to a group called the birds you know? <laughs> I remember that. yeah but uh i always played uh, i love doing you know christian music and um uh it's it's always been a, a thrill for me to be able to to uh use it as a tool to lead people to christ that's the that's the big thing it's you, you get your attention you perform you play the guitar you do whatever you can that will you know gain the respect of the people you know yeah. and um, that's what uh, I've always wanted to do and um, and so we're we're still at it trying to lead people to Christ close to a thousand people maybe a, a year or so wow
1: that's very um, cool
0: you know oh yeah it never gets old. I love doing the concerts, I love playing the hard songs, I love doing Mozart, and classical and bluegrass and Spanish and, and everything, but uh, the, the big thing is just to be able to have the respect of the people, and you talk about the Lord, and they listen, and they respond.
1: Well, you said that you love playing music about Jesus, and you obviously became a Christian at a young age. Were you born in a Christian family?
0: Yeah, I was 11 years old. We'd gone to church our whole life, and 11 years old when I accepted Christ. It was a, a Wednesday night, a winter night, cold, you know, rainy, and I was at this, I was invited to a youth group, and there was only four of us. Oh, wow. It was me sitting in the second row and three guys sitting in the row in front of me, and you uh, know, <laughs> was able to hear the message and accept Christ, and later on, I followed up on the person that led me to the Lord, you know, years later, and yeah. he's the man, Larry Ward, who started World Hunger. Oh, okay. And uh, after I talked to him on the phone, he had passed away, probably, um, you know, a year later.
1: So was, was that a, a dramatic life change for you, and you never looked back, or was what was some of the growth experience that you had?
0: It, it made sense that because of sin and because of things that people do that are wrong, you know, it all to me made sense. A lot of sense of, uh, up Christ and, you know, um, I wasn't that great in school. I had to work hard, you know?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, um, and I was, you know, but, but when it comes to the gospel, it just made sense. And I can't see how people would turn it away, especially when you're, you know, you're young and you're you witness to somebody that's older and smart, an adult, and they say no, and then you go, how am I put together? Better than it's <laughs> you know, it, Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it's almost like in the Bible says, if you don't believe, you're foolish, you know. And yeah. It's, it's um, you go, wow, it's, it's amazing how many foolish people there are.
1: I have to say, we have to count ourselves as foolish when we look back at the things that we did, and yet God loves us anyway. That's To me, that's just an amazing, amazing fact.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially today, you look at we're the most divided country I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's really divided. And when you said that uh, for the prayer, you said that, you know, the Lord chooses the, the leaders. It's, you know, sometimes he does it out of judgment. Yeah. Because the people haven't they haven't been faithful to the Lord and so he allows certain things, you know, to happen. Right. And um so uh it's 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 real. It's it's happening and this this uh this debate, everything going on is is, is so uh, vital in how how the people are gonna see what their future is and yeah. It's not Republican and Democrat anymore. It's just, it's it's divided. Yeah, friends that I've had that um, are great musicians and guitar players. That um, just because I voted for a certain person, you know, they uh, they won't speak to me anymore. Yeah, you know, and um, so you've got it's it's a divided country, and it's sad. You, you just hope and pray for the freedom of this country that we can go on. You know, when you're closing churches down and and I flew in from Charlotte two days ago and, and you look at <laughs> these airplanes, are full of people, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't have a church service. You could have a, a swap meet or a demonstration, but you can't have a church service. It's, I never thought I'd see that. We always talked about it, you know, but yeah. it, it's sad.
1: Well, you know, one of the reasons that I started this podcast is because I just keep going back to my job as a believer is twofold. One is to love the Lord my God with all my heart, and one is to love my brother as myself. And I I Mm -hmm. can't help but think that if we would learn how to love each other, I mean really love each other like Jesus does, that a lot of these divisions would start to slip away because— we're starting to love on each other, and I think that is going to make a big change.
0: Can you imagine loving your neighbor as yourself? Loving your neighbor is—some and some people are still in love with themselves, yeah. and they really love their neighbor that way. Yeah. That's that's fascinating. And uh, I've got great neighbors that I love, you know.
1: But then you take that scripture a step further, and it says, who's my neighbor?
0: And, uh,
1: yeah. you know, that changes that whole perspective. Can I love the person who thinks opposite of me, who hates me, who is a different thought process than me, and can I love them the same way that I love myself? That's a challenge.
0: Oh, it's a big challenge, yeah. Yeah, you get a a staunch Republican that's going to like a a far-left person and love them as herself. Uh, You know, how does that happen? It's it's a miracle of God. Christianity is, is... God has an answer for absolutely everything. And uh, when we study the word and and we're thankful for that, you know.
1: Well, one of the things that uh, I really remember from you, like I said, uh, I first got to know you at a youth camp and you were just this almost bigger than life character in my mind. I remember seeing you on a little TV show back in the eighties called That's Incredible doing kind of a crazy (laughs) stunt. (laughs) Can you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, I had There was this show that's incredible, you know, people doing unbelievable things and hard things to do, you know, and they contacted me and said they, they heard that I was a very fast guitar player and all that. And I said, well, I don't know. Johnny Cash started that rumor. I don't go around <laughs> telling people I'm fast or good on the guitar. You know, it's got to gotta be in the footing or else, you know, especially with some of the great guitar players. Right. right. But uh, they said, would you like to come on the program? And we understand that you race motorcycles. What if you did a stunt with your guitar? And I thought, well, let me think about it. So I called him back and I said, yeah, I could, I could do something. I'll play the a, a chorus on the guitar and um, uh, and ride a dirt bike at the same time. So they, they go, oh yeah, oh man, this is fantastic. And, and I said, I'd only do it if I can give my testimony. I want to tell people what I do. Ah. i a Christian and what I do, you know. And, and so uh, once it came time to, to do the film, <laughs> their camera truck wasn't fast enough because oh. you got to go real fast on the bike, you know. And it couldn't keep up with me. And I had Parnley Jones, this great race driver, you know, is a legend in IndyCars, owner, off-road, he... Uh, he would come up beside me and hand me my guitar. Well, I, uh, I never did it the day before. I thought I would try it before the filming. Right. And so I, you know, I tried it and it, okay, it's all right. I duct taped the throttle. I went about 65, 70. But once, once you get into wind and yep. you're holding a guitar, it's like a wing. Oh yeah. And so if you move a certain way, the bike goes that way, oh, no. you know, when you're not touching the handlebars and you're playing the instrument, so you've got to play the instrument at a pitch where the wind doesn't knock you over. <laughs> <laughs> it's really and, um, and so, you know, I did it and, um, we had to do several takes after, after the, they, they found the car they, they had like a, a muscle car that could, Finally, stay up with me because <laughs> you know it's got to take off and the guy's got to be on the hood and he's taking it. Well, the deal is the lighting may not have been good, so we did a build 12 turn. Oh, my goodness! You know, and so yeah, they played it and they took my testimony off. Oh. They, they all they showed me saying is I knew I could do it before I even did it. You know, it looked arrogant, I didn't like it. Mm. So 700 called, called and they wanted me to do the same thing, and, and um, that they would like to hear the testimony because, you know, the network didn't have the testimony. So I did it on 700 Club, and then they were they did it on PPL. I went and we did it there. And then I thought, you know, I'm done doing this. I'm not going to do it anymore. Because, you know, you have to duct tape your throttle open. You know, once you get going, you duct tape it and, and get your bike set up and you get in six-year or fifth-year. And, uh, it was fifth gear. It was a six gear bike that I had to put it in fifth or had a little more control. You, yeah. know, and, you know, I don't want to be cruising at 70, 75. So <laughs> it was, it was cool. And then they, you know, they put it online and now, oh boy, you know, it's online and people are seeing it. Yeah. It was quite a stunt that they had to do. So no one else has ever tried it. I don't blame them. They do. <laughs> but when I did it for 700 club, the guy that was. Helping me was a, a dirt bike rider handing me the guitar. After he handed me the guitar, he crashed and he broke his collarbone. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. It is a dangerous stunt. <laughs> it's dangerous, yeah. Well, ABC cut your testimony, but that stunt still allowed you to share your testimony then because of 700 PTO picking it up.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was a little ticked off at them. They were, you know, they took advantage of but I thought I would do it for a testimony. Come on, yeah, you're talking to millions of people, and so you know, um, the Yamaha uh, USA—they had they supplied the the right bike I wanted. You know, um, you want to you want to go where you don't have a problem with your your fuel flow and everything because you're, you know, once the bike shuts down, you could be—it's it, just real dangerous. To go, and uh, <laughs> I mean, you only have so many seconds too, because you're at an airport. Oh right, this uh, gravel and and paved airport, you know, it's all slippery and stuff. But, so it it was fun. Whole camera crew out there. It was it was a lot of fun.
1: You have done that incredible stunt. You shared the stage with some pretty big people: Johnny Cash, as you mentioned, uh, Charlie Daniels, Ricky Skaggs. But maybe more impressive to me is that you shared the stage with Billy Graham and part of his Evangelistic oh, yeah. Association. And I know you're you're friends with Franklin Graham now. How did you get started? Uh, how did you get connected with Billy Graham?
0: Well, I was in I was in uh, uh, playing in the the Central Valley. California and Cliff Barrows came and heard me perform and called me and he said, Hey, I would like you to, I was living in San Francisco, he said, I'd like you to come to Lubbock, Texas and be part of Billy Graham's crusade.'" And and so I went and it was a real, it was a real honor uh, yeah. to be there. I had met Billy years before. I was in Berkeley when campus to for Christ wanted to go and evangelize Berkeley. Okay. And I was there in Berkeley, where Billy was going to speak the next day. but the night before, I was, I played this coffee shop, you know, and it was packed out with hippies and everything. And I was talking about the Lord, and and then um, was witnessing to these Hells Angels. There was thirty of them. I was talking to the vice president of the Hells Angels, the Oakland chapter, and. When I was talking to him about the Lord Billy Graham and Bill Bright walked up.
1: Oh, no kidding.
0: At she Crusade for Christ, and, and I looked at him. I said, would you like to continue? And he said, you're doing just fine. <laughs> and then they were there, and then they walked off. And so I mentioned that to Billy when I was at his crusade, and it was moving. he invited me to the other ones. That crusade in Lubbock is where I met Franklin in 1975. Okay. And... He and I have been best friends ever since. We talk every day on the phone still. Very cool. And a dear friend of them, 45 of those states. I've done probably 300 of Franklin. So wow. It, it, it never gets old, you know. Franklin's a dear friend and thankful for him. And and just to be invited to be part of something that's so monumental. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just one of the greatest people I've ever met in my lifetime, and i been with him uh, since three weeks before he passed, mm. and um, I was at his home and playing guitar for him and and singing the old hymns and bands, and, yeah. and Charlie Daniels has passed away, he called me about four weeks before he passed. Oh, wow. Just wanted to know how I was doing, and, you know, am I playing, and... Am I getting through all this, you know, that everybody's going through? And and it was really neat that uh, he was a dear friend. I miss him a lot. He was a great, great person, great player, and a great person. So, you know, you get friends like that 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 the Lord takes home, and you miss them. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I met you before, and I met you after 1980,
1: didn't I? I'm trying to remember when it was that we had personally met. I want to say it was in the late 80s, and you were a, a music guest at a uh, at a youth conference, and uh, you were That's the special right. music there. And uh, I remember
0: that.
1: Yeah, you just impressed me. Now, I, I've been a musical person almost all of my life, and I appreciate people who play real music. There's no denying you're picking that guitar pretty fast.
0: Oh, I'm honored. Thank you kindly. Nice of you to say that.
1: Is it true that you won an award for the fastest flat picker?
0: I I won Musician of the Year eight times in Nashville. Okay. Um and it was a, a an honor to to be recognized by great people. Yeah. You know, I have a I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna teach guitar and I've I've got a website it's called Guitar with Dennis. Dot com
1: okay
0: it's pretty simple to remember guitar with Dennis and you gotta say com. right where I've got Phil kege who's a great friend of mine and uh, close friend he's he endorses this uh, this website to teach guitar I teach to beginners intermediate and advanced players so yeah. I I teach to a person that's never played that just holds a guitar and and I show them how to show them how to play it very cool. And then intermediate players, and then the advanced players. I teach them. And then I also teach Spanish music, where you you know what is Spanish music? You learn different songs in minors and majors, okay? Keys, and and then I teach bluegrass, and then I teach uh, you know country rock, and Then I teach worship. And then I've got a guy that a young kid that I taught when he was 11 years old. He just turned 18. Anything I do on the acoustic guitar, he can do. And he does very, very good. I mean, clean. And his name is Zachary Schmidt, and he's an electric guitar player. And I would put him up with any electric guitar player living today. Wow. Probably he's better than just about anybody that I know that ever I've ever met.
1: Zachary Schmidt. We'll have to look him up.
0: Yeah, he's just a young guy out of Sacramento. And Zachary Schmidt and. Uh, they could see him on YouTube. Well, they could see him on guitarwithdennis.com. Okay. Because he plays with me, and then he teaches beginners, intermediate, and advanced electric guitar players. So we have a huge, uh, you know, some people may say, I'd like to take a lesson, but I don't want to learn jazz. I right. want to play. you know, But we play everything. We teach them everything, every style. And so several, several of the lessons are free, and then, then they rent lessons if they're interested
1: sure.
0: for like two to three weeks or something and they go back and forth they can play yeah. but uh i just urge people to you know it's a, it's a neat thing, and plus the worship is really cool because some guys want to want to know what you do with the worship yeah and what you play with them and there's certain chords to use on certain songs that are really uh fantastic so
1: very cool.
0: Yeah. So that's what's yeah, keeping that's you what busy these
1: days, huh?
0: <laughs> well, you know, making a lot of it, doing a lot of the video. Yeah. takes a long time because you want to do it right. You don't want to make mistakes. And uh, so we're hoping this will get some I appreciate you letting me talk about that, that we could plug that because Absolutely. it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's uh it's a, it's a great, uh, I wanted to leave a legacy to people, right. and teach them how to play like I do. Yeah, you know. So, hopefully, we're going to get some guitar players that will take those lessons and play better than I do. So,
1: well, I do know that the music for you is an end to a means because you're very passionate about making sure that people understand that a relationship with Jesus Christ is what it's all about.
0: That's all what it's about. Sure, everything. Absolutely.
1: I was trying to uh, connect with you on the phone call and got your voicemail before this. In fact, I, I, I got it recorded. I, if you don't mind, I'll play it.
0: Hello, you've reached Dennis Agajanian Ministries. At the phone, please leave your name, message, and number, but we'll certainly get back to you. If you're not a Christian, please read John three sixteen through 21 and follow the instructions. God bless you.
1: <laughs> For me, the thing about this is... We need to be showcasing our love for Christ and witnessing to people wherever we can. And you chose to do it on your answering machine as one of many places. <laughs> that is such an, uh, a great reminder to us that we have a responsibility to tell people about Jesus. And you've made a career, a lifelong career out of that.
0: Well, my wife, you know, she, she has a ministry on her front lawn. She has a sign that says, Jesus, 2020 like you've got Trump 2020 or Biden 2020, she's got Jesus 2020. How many people drive by that and look at it, you yeah. know? And so you want to try to be a testimony of putting a sticker on your car that that you're a believer. And, uh, you know, it's, it, I think it's being a testimony is important. And, you know, and the Lord honors that ministry, so.
1: Well, talk to the person who is a believer but just finds it hard to share their faith. What what advice could you give them to help make it easier to want to share with people who don't know Jesus?
0: Well, people that don't know the Lord, they are almost, uh, in a way, spiritually—I don't want to use the words that the Bible would use, but in a way, it's almost—it's its almost a, uh, a handicap that they have spiritually and that they don't know, they don't understand. So you get s- someone that's a Christian that has a Holy Spirit in their life. It gives you the wisdom that you've read all these years in the word. And you're able to just talk and communicate to a person and tell them that there's two religions in the world. 90% of the religion is human achievement. You know, and every religion that you see out there has to do with human achievement. But there's a religion of divine accomplishment. So by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. That's the gift of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. You don't work your way. It's divine accomplishment. Yeah. It's by the grace of God that we know him. And you tell people that, that, uh, that he's the antithesis of everything else. When you think of people having to um, you know do certain things in a religion and um, you look at Islam, you look at all these religions, it's it's very sad what people go through and there's no guarantee for your salvation at all. Here you're dealing with a, a Lord that created everything that he loves mankind because he created men and women and in in his own image. Yeah. In Genesis uh one twenty-six and one twenty-seven and twenty-eight. That men and women are created in the image of God. A lot of men just think it's a man thing. On Galatians three, at the end of the chapter, you have men, you have women. Women becoming sons of God. You have in John one twelve, for as many as are received him, to they then be part, to become sons of God. Even those who believed on his name. So, you know, when you're telling people that. You know, a lot of them are standoffish because of what they've seen in religion, because of the wars they've seen. Yeah. Even representing Christianity, the wars and, and things that have happened. But when you're telling people that there's hope that they you have to Christ, having a relationship with him, you know, that is just, that, that's just incredible. You know, that a person can have faith and have hope. And if there's a death, regardless of what they go through, there's, there's all our hope is in Jesus, you know. And there's, there's hope that he gives you that we're all created with a soul. Mm-hmm. We're created with something that lasts for eternity. And uh, we all have a soul. And, you know, there's there's a way to have the Spirit of God come in and unite marriage with that soul. And it takes over your whole life. And that's what's important. We recognize that you know we are children of God. Or we're sons of God, and He created us in His own image. That's why He cares about us so much more than anything else. He created the world. He created the stars. You know, the first star of the Alpha Centauri is five light years away at 186,000 miles a second. Think how far that is. Yeah, but He He's named the stars. Think about a, a Lord that created everything and he's named the stars and he's named everything and he put it all in existence I mean all science is is observation when you look at an atom we look at an atom differently now because we, we look at DNA mm-hmm. that we didn't know we look at the coded information and what an atom has and that's proton and neutron and electron you, you got your positive you got your negative and then you've got information. Well, where does information come from? Information comes from intelligence. And all that information one atom has, where does intelligence come from? It comes from power. It comes from force. Where does force come from? God. He created it all.
1: Yeah.
0: He put it all together. And everything that there is, every atom and molecule and, and uh, everything that you see it makes everything around you is in his hand. Right. And Hebrews 1.1, 1, 1, God has put Christ's head of the planetary heavens. So this earth is going a thousand miles an hour. It's in the power of Christ. When he stops it, he takes his power away. You have nothing. It just disintegrates. And so, you know, that's that's the God that cares about us more than we care about ourselves mm-hmm. and that's the hope that a, a person that is just a young Christian, you could just talk about that. You can talk about that there's a God and what do you have to lose except him, come to know him, put your faith and trust in him, you know, and um, be surprised how I many people will come up to you years later saying that you led him to the Lord. Mm. That's some of the greatest things. You know, when I've done tours up in the Northwest and, it's so many different people because of places I've played, you know, yeah. a lot of different places. But you know, it's always kind of, you know, strikes my memory on certain days, and so many people come up. Thirty years ago, I accepted Christ. You know, I'm in the ministry.
1: Yeah,
0: or ten years ago, you know,
1: that's so cool. I changed
0: my life over, and it's just, uh, it's 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 never gets old, put it that way.
1: So So, what would you say to someone who I mean you've explained uh, the, the absolute truth, but what would you say to somebody who says, well, that's just Dennis, He's got some, you know, he's gregarious, he's outgoing. I'm a timid person or I'm shy or I'm scared of rejection. What would you tell them? that would encourage them that it's okay and that that God will provide them the things that they need to be able to share or even the
0: strength well even what well, with a person that is quiet uh, a lot of times is a person that could fear different things the quiet they they're shy they um, they don't have the personality of some others and it's that person that you'd want to target you'd want to say hey look you know, there's a God that will give you hope and peace. Jesus said, Peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. And in the 60s and 70s, it was Benjamin Spock, you know, wrote the Peace and Freedom Party. He was the president of it, and he wrote all these books everybody purchased. But uh, it's Christ gives you peace. The real peace comes from, from the Lord, and not from the world. And a lot of times people that are quiet, they're they're alone, and you know, they don't like to be alone and they don't feel comfortable or they, they could be in a group of groups and groupings of people that uh, are out there and have different personalities. And, um, but it's <laughs> it's great to to talk to everybody yeah. because everybody's got the problem. And then the person that's in there, once they find out that Christ is infilled and fulfill, and forgive you know, they're, they're at peace. And, and they may go to a meeting, they may not get up and preach, but they'll sure appreciate it. What they're hearing, if it's music, and if it's, if it's singing, they'll go and it's, and it, it gives them hope, you know, and people just don't have hope. That's today, you know, it's, uh, for us to have hope that we're going to live for eternity. That's, that's just amazing. Amazing that, we will be living for eternity. We won't, we won't die our last breath, and on earth will be the first breath with, in the presence of the Lord. And that's a, that's an incredible hope. Religion just doesn't give you that. The divine accomplishment gives you that. Not works, but it's it's by the grace of God. And I believe the gospel is for every person. As every person can get saved, that they would yield their life to them, you know, I don't care who it is. So.
1: Well, Dennis, looking back over your life, do you have a highlight that you look back on and say, wow, that that was an amazing opportunity that the Lord led me to? Is there something that kind of stands out in your memory?
0: There was a situation. Franklin and I were flying to South America. I think we are going to Bolivia, and we stopped at the Caymans to visit a friend. And uh, he lives in North Carolina, but he has a place there, you know. And he was a doctor and we went and stopped there. We thought we'd swim in the ocean and he had some friends over, you know, and this one particular guy was went to medical school with him. And he's from New York and he was out in the water, you know, and I was I went out there and I'm kinda of floating around, the waves aren't big. And we're talking a little bit and uh he talked like he was a New Yorker. You know, he sounded like Trump a little bit, and he he, uh, he he is a he's a heart surgeon, but then he said, "I'm also an attorney." I said, "You're an attorney, and you're a heart surgeon, and you're from you live in in uh, Manhattan." Yes, I do. Well, we ended up talking, He wanted to know what I did. and I told him, and after 25 minutes, I, I led him to the Lord. Oh wow! And I thought this is probably the biggest fish I think I've ever caught. The guy's a New Yorker, East coast. And, and he's a heart surgeon, you know? Yeah. And, and he, uh, yeah. And it's, it's like, uh, and he's an attorney. So, <laughs> he could save you and he could sue you. <laughs> so we got back, we got back to the shoreline and, and uh, he told me, he wanted me to tell Franklin and the other people that were there what he did, yeah. and I told them, and they were just amazed. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. I mean, when you meet different people, yeah. a lot of times educated people will try to, you know, argue with you educationally. But you know, it's uh, this guy is one of the biggest fish I've ever caught. You know, and uh, it, it was pretty amazing. It was, it was an amazing time. That was fun. That kind of stands out, but. Being with uh, with in different places and different dangerous parts of the world, you know, um, it, it it never gets old remembering being in Cambodia and two motor rockets hitting mm-hmm. the camp we were at, and we we're at Franklin Graham and I are in the ditch, you know, struggling for our life, and shrapnel flying everywhere, and kids are on top of us, and yeah, you remember Beirut Lebanon when bombs were going off and you're at a church and you can hear bombs real close exploding around you and mm. and you're thinking those people really have faith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like faith before supper thanking for food. I mean, these people when they pray, Lord, thank you that we've lived another day. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh you know, uh so but it's you know to see God's protection and you could go on and on and on. I could write a book, but you know, I don't know. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> so many stories, you know. Yeah. It's it's uh, never gets old. Yeah.
1: Living with Christ as your partner, or being partner with Christ, I guess is the better way to say it. Will always lead you on an adventure, and uh, and I'm just uh, I'm I'm always impressed with how you're. All of these accomplishments and things that you've done and people that you've seen, but you're always rooting back into, do you know Jesus? And I think that's a great reminder for all of us to say, as we're rubbing shoulders with the people at the store, as we're talking to our neighbors, let's just be very intentional about saying, I need to tell you about Jesus.
0: Absolutely. It doesn't get old. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's a power for everyone that believes.
1: Well, Dennis, one of the things we do is we send out a weekly prayer letter uh, highlighting different musicians and asking for folks. We've got a number of people who pray with us. How can we be praying for you in the weeks and days ahead?
0: Well, uh, a friend of mine, Terry Graham, she's the Graham family. Um, She had this real, real tough cancer. First time she had it, she got over it, and then she got it again. And she just got over it. And the doctor said, yeah, about an 85% chance you're going to get it again.
1: Oh,
0: wow. I think we ought to just pray for her, you know. And and Raylene Lay is over. uh, Her husband's a pastor at Calvary Chapel called the Packing House over in Redlands. And she's suffering from cancer. Good friends, you know, good people. And pray for the sick, you know, and, and that are hurting. And I pray for an opportunity.
1: Hey, thanks, Dennis. I'm struck by your intention to always be spreading the good news of Jesus wherever you can. This is such a great reminder that I don't have to be a gifted preacher to simply share how God makes a difference in my life. And telling my neighbors and people I come in contact with about God's love for them and for their forgiveness for them, it doesn't have to be a mysterious mantra or an arduous task. It is simply sharing about the difference God made in my life and how he wants to make a difference in their life, too. Before I close out the podcast this week, I want to thank you for helping spread the word about these episodes. I don't spend any money on advertising and instead rely on organic word-of-mouth marketing. When you tell folks about the podcast, it is helping us grow the listenership by about 10% each week, and I'm forever grateful for your help in that. Keep sharing these episodes on your social media. And thanks for taking a few moments to rate and review these podcasts on your favorite podcast app. Keep it up. Your grassroots effort sure means a lot to me. Oh, and I also love hearing from you, too. Interaction with you is how I know that I should keep these episodes coming feel free to drop me an email using the contact page on christianmusicarchive.com or give me a shout out on social media. Just look for at Exchange on Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, as of this recording, I have eight more conversations scheduled with some pretty amazing artists, so I invite you to come back to hear who I'll be chatting with next week. And if you want to help provide questions for some of these artists, you can do that at patreon.com ccmexchange. I keep the upcoming interview list posted there, so you can be thinking about what we should be asking. That is patreon.com slash ccmexchange, and you can submit your questions there. Well, that's it for today's episode. Until next week, remember that God loves you. In fact, he's crazy about you.